Yes, we're doing Friendsgiving. It has been hoisted upon me against my will. My wife says, Christian, we're having Friendsgiving at our house. And I'm like, when did we decide this? And she says, I decided it. But it was one of those, I decided to where you know that that's what's happening. <laughs> that's what's happening. It <laughs> sounds like a Heather thing. So I don't like Friendsgiving. I don't like Thanksgiving. I don't want to celebrate it twice. I barely like people. You like food, though. I know you do. I don't like Thanksgiving food. <laughs> turkey is ass cheeks. And I make amazing turkey. People eat my turkey. They're like, oh, my God, it's the best turkey I ever had. And, like, and I still don't like it. Bug. This is Alcoholics Autonomous, a show about everything and nothing. The only power animal you'll find here is a bottle of Sour Mash. If you want to follow along at home, take a drink when you hear us say, Hey! hey. Please play responsibly as we are not responsible for legal issues or failed relationships. I'm Justin and this is Christian. Hey! Hey, Christian, drink fuckers. You can follow the show on Twitter at underscore drink freely. You can follow Christian at underscore we drunk. Or you can follow myself at 10 beers with an O, not a zero. Today's cast is being brought to you by... Hi, I'm Hank Hill, assistant manager to Mr. Strickland and 41-time employee of the month. Here at Strickland, we sell propane and propane accessories. Currently, we have the Wagner Char King, the Char King Imperial, and the Wagner Citizen all on sale. For a limited time, with any Char King purchase, we will throw in a case of ice-cold Alamo beer. I tell you what, come on down to 135 Los Gatos Road in Arlen. Strickland Propane. Taste the meat, not the heat. Well, thank you, Hank. That was very nicely done. Shout-outs to Hank, man. That was, that was, that was fantastic. That was fantastic advertisement. Hank is a friend of the show. He is. He comes down all the time. We drink a couple Alamos. Say some yups. What? I'll yup. tell you what. Uh, so how are we kicking this show off, man? There's a whole lot of shit going on, but I don't know how much of it's relevant to anyone. None of it is relevant. Um, I can start off with something that always appeals to me when I see it in the headline, and that's breasts. Oh, no. Yes. All right, let's get in. let's get into the breasts. Okay, so... Well, that one we can talk about in a minute, but... <laughs> so, I, I call this article Tits in the Air, and it's breastfeeding at 20,000 feet. So, first of all, doesn't it seem crazy that... And maybe this is... I think this was a, a Philippines flight, but it seems crazy to me that you would get on an airplane with not enough formula to feed your newborn baby. But apparently this is what happened... Now, a woman, and I'm, I'm looking for her name, her name was Patricia Organo, and she was a newly promoted cabin crew evaluator, and she was doing a flight, a check flight, um, and she thought this was going to be her her way to upwards and better career advancement. All right. uh, so she's working, and they're mid-flight, and she hears this child screaming, and she thinks to herself, and this is all via her like Facebook post, and I think there might be some translations involved here because it was a Filipino uh aircraft uh she said as when i heard the child scream i could she was a herself being a fairly new uh having a newborn a child at home i think it was like four months she's like you could immediately tell this child was it wasn't just an attention cry there was something really wrong 
So she followed the screams down the aisle to go check, and she finds the mother and her child, and she can see that the mother is in tears, and she's like, I've ran out of formula, and there's nothing on board. Can you please help us? Um, all this time, the other passengers are starting to become concerned. So Patricia goes and talks to her supervisor. She told Cheryl Villafort, the flight's line administrator, that she had a plan. Um, she let her know, and... Uh, Cheryl was like, okay, go ahead. So she went back to the mom and said, look, um, I've got a newborn at home, and I think I'm capable. Do you want me to breastfeed your child? And the mom was like, yes, yes, please. So Patricia jumped into action, and they helped her go down and find some privacy toward the end of the plane where she breastfed this stranger's child. I'm flabbergasted. She said the line uh, then led the baby's mother to a private area where Organo could feed the infant. The other passengers had no idea what was going on. Uh, Patricia was stated saying the baby was so hungry the way she latched on. I've got so many things. Lots of questions. One, Justin and Big Sal, <laughs> something you guys don't understand yet. When you are a parent, you can hear the difference between the hungry cry and the I want to be picked up cry. Right. It's different. There's, there's a different urgency. Um, and, and I get, like, I understand her maternal instinct of wanting to make sure that a baby is fed. Here are the, all the things I don't understand. <laughs> One, you got, on a, you got on a flight with a newborn and you didn't make sure there was enough food yep. for the only thing that you're alive for, which is your child. Two, her supervisor actually authorized her to be an in-air wet nurse to a stranger. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, no American airline is doing that. No. The liability is huge. Three, women can pass on diseases via breast milk to children. <sighs> this woman doesn't know this. What? Or we're not using flight attendant? She doesn't know this woman. She's just like, hey, feed my kid directly from your body. I have no idea what's right or wrong with you, but do it anyway. I mean, she's not bad looking. That has nothing to do with whether or not she has hepatitis. <laughs> also, another thing we're not even thinking of. Think about how many diseases and other pathogens that flight attendants are subjected to oh with all God. of their travel. They're, they're going to be the first ones to die. So that baby's either going to be the, the most healthy happens. from all the antibodies or the least healthy baby ever. Oh, I didn't think about that. It could have all the antibodies. Yes. It could be like the ooze and Ninja Turtles and make her a super baby. Or it yeah. could do the opposite. Or do we start mining flight attendants' breast milk? I can't. I can't. Just so many nutrients This and is not even the most heinous breastfeeding story that I've it's heard not, this week. It's not. Christian, at what point do you stop breastfeeding your child? Most women that I know stop at two. That's that seems appropriate. On the on the like you know on an outlier side, they stop at three or four. Yeah. That, okay. All right. All right. Well, apparently this woman has been breastfeeding her daughter till she's nine years old. Nine. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would do that. I don't see that happen in nature. I don't know why it needs to happen. Is this these people up here on the internet? Yes. Yeah, I don't know their names, but. Since we were on the subject of breast, I thought we could divulge into this. A couple things. Yes. If a mother is breastfeeding their child at nine years old, 
They're not doing that for the child. I, the child's I, got all the antibodies they're going to get. I kind of feel like you're right. The mother's doing it for the mother. Secondly, there's an article about this on the internet. <laughs> Think about how mean kids are. This oh, little girl's face is on the internet because her mom wanted it to be. She's done now. Her adolescence is going to be hell. Yes. Dude, yes. I would make fun of her, and I didn't like to make fun of kids. Yeah. I would make fun of her. Oh, I know. Uh, dude, all throughout high school, her nickname's going to be Titty Baby. Titty Baby Girl. It's her mom's fault. Yep. She didn't know any better. She's nine. I still don't know why you would do this at nine years old. It's a codependence issue. I don't get it. Oh, yeah, codependence. I guess that's true. Yes. So you said breast when we started, and I thought yes. this was going to be very interesting and compelling things that I liked. It wasn't, But it's was not. It? <laughs> it's all terrible. It uh, so last week was... Tuesday was uh, election day, and I was talking about not everyone wanting to vote unless... <laughs> And then I was doing some reading about who won and whatever, and I was doing some research, and I'm starting to change my tune. If marijuana comes up, I'm there. Because I was just I was looking at the results. Michigan was added to the state on legal marijuana. Thank you, Michigan. Hey, no, round of applause, <laughs> Michigan. Uh, I was doing some more reading. On a federal level, marijuana is still classified as a Schedule One drug, which is high potential, quote-unquote, for abuse, right up there with heroin ecstasy and peyote it's asinine are you kidding me and then i saw that utah fucking utah voted up proposition two which allows some use of medical marijuana jesus christ the mormons have endorsed the marijuana the mormons have done it get on board texas ah, you, you know the only bright spot in this is that the previous ag jeff sessions is no longer employed as the ag that's true that's a big step yes I don't even think Jeff Sessions believes himself when he says the bullshit he does. I don't think he does either. I think that most... No, no. I'm going to get too deep. A lot of these people say the things that they feel like they need to say. To get reelected? I mean, he's appointed, but for support. Oh, yeah. For support. Okay, but besides that, the real reason I was talking about last week and why I'm going to vote, the big news, and I have to thank Big Sal about this, Texas State Rep Lyle Larson, Republican from San Antonio, has filed a bill that would end Texas' observance of daylight savings time. House Bill 49, it would go into effect November 4th, 2019, to coincide with the end of daylight savings time in Texas. It is early, but it could happen. I think we need to start awareness on I'm in. this show. I'm in. We're in daylight savings time. We're starting the movement. I'm yes. in. Remember, people, HB 49. I will drive you to push. the polls. Push forward. Yes. We're all going to drive them to the polls. God damn it. Dude, we're going to have to get a van. We're going to put our podcast logo on the van. We're just going to pick people up and take them. Oh, that'd be cool. We're probably going to get pulled over all the time. Oh, well, I'm not going to drive it, so we should be okay. Big Sal's going to have to drive. I don't know, man. With a hat and some gloves. God dang it. Don't put the, the white Driver gloves hat on and gloves. Bro. No, not the white ones. Just like the black leather ones, like the transporter. Yeah. He's taking senior citizens to vote. He's, he's not transporting a dangerous package. You said five people. I count six. Oh, God dang it. That exceeds my weight limit. I'm going to start off with something that's very sad for me personally. It's also sports, but it's going to be quick, so don't leave. <laughs> for the first time in about 36 years, the Florida State Seminoles are not going to make it to a bowl game. Wow. Wow. Don't get me wrong. They have four wins. They have two games left. 
theoretically they could win one of those games, they're not going to win any of those they're games. Not. Christian's they're not. a big Florida State fan. They're not. I am. It's been a very depressing year. Rip. Rip. I kind of want the coach fired, but I'm not going to die on that hill yet. Nope. Give him one more year. But that's where we are, man. I was doing some other research while reading amongst marijuana, and I actually found a small study that claimed that psilocybin or mushrooms are the safest drug you can take. Wait a minute. How is psilocybin safer than cannabis? Well, annual drug survey, annual global drug survey, pulled about 120,000 people in 50 different countries of their drug and alcohol use. Of those, 12,000 people had reported mushroom use, and just 0.2% of those required a medical emergency. That's five to six times lower than LSD, Coke, MDMA, and booze. And that's three times lower than marijuana. Hmm. Biggest risk per Adam Weinstock is eating the wrong type, because that can really <laughs> fuck you up. Uh, death from toxicity is almost unheard of nowadays, which is... That was what always scared me in high school and college whenever people would talk about doing these drugs. Because mm-hmm. I would never do them because... Lies and deceit. There's talk about, you know, death from toxicity, eating the wrong kind. Apparently that really doesn't happen, though. Um, wait, 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 wait. When you were in college and high school, did you ever actually worry about death from toxicity? Did you not feel like the rest of us? Like you were never going to die? No, when I was eating strange mushrooms that were considered poisonous, I always had that in the back of my mind. Uh, I never really had a... Never mind. They're all poisonous. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> I know. You, you, it really is The alcohol we're drinking right now is poisonous. Well, that's the thing. This guy, this guy Adam Weinstein, goes on to say he doesn't recommend um, combining shrooms and alcohol. But it's been my opinion, the cool thing about mushrooms versus LSD is they're both roller coasters that you're locked into. Mushrooms, you can get off the ride at some point if you drink enough booze. At least that's what I found. You you got off the you hallucinogenic get, ride of psilocybin in mushrooms by drinking alcohol? You can drink alcohol. I've got stories about this with other <laughs> substances. Not getting into it right now, though. And like I don't say that like you're crazy, but I believe you. It doesn't work. At least it worked for me but one time I did it. I don't. Eh, drug advice... I wouldn't take all of it in stride. Um, you can still. So okay, the guy went on. My drug advice is to not take any drugs <laughs> don't right take now. Any That's my drug them. advice. Don't take any. Except of for them. the legal ones that are even more <laughs> harmful, like alcohol. Hey! Hey, drink. So he did go on to say the most more dangerous fungi you eat, uh, eating the wrong kind, that can be way more dangerous than actually taking, quote unquote, mushrooms. Uh, and you can still have a bad, bad trip. Um, what I would always do to uh, to avoid those things is to do it with people that you like, people that are laid back and mellow, uh, and preferably do it in a safe place, uh, somewhere you are comfortable being. I just told these people we're not giving fucking drug advice, and now you're telling them how to take drugs. Hey, man, look, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it right. I might as well give them a little bit, at least push them in the right direction. If you're going to have sex, wear a condom. That's right, kids. Boy, I'll tell you what. Hey, the more kind of birth control you use, the better. <laughs> Says the guy with three kids. Hey! Uh, speaking of uh, the bad trips, 84% that did experience a bad trip said so that they were actually 
they actually benefited from the experience. I can relate to that. Yes, I can too. Because even though the trip is bad, it can provide you with moments of clarity. Yes, it can. You can make deals with yourself that, hey, I'm not going to do this Your anymore because it's hard. It's literally And when I say this, I, can, I, I mean literally anything that you're doing in your life that's negative. God dang it. You're like, I can get through this. Now we're giving people benefits. All right. <laughs> All right, so check it out. Uh, one of my longtime acquaintances got married this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, Blake. Um, I went to his wedding party. I didn't go to the wedding. I didn't go to the reception. I went to the after party because that's weddings. the best part. Well, the reception's cool too. I don't mind the reception. Yeah. So we're there. We're we're outside. It's not warm, but we're out there. We're drinking. We're having a good time. I have my awesome cowboy hat on that I bought in ah, Galveston. Scorpion hat. Yes, there's a scorpion on the hat. Don't ask me why and shit. I don't know. I was there when you bought that hat. That's correct. So I'm out there hanging out. Dressed up pretty nice. Got the stupid ass hat on. All my, all my friends are like, why are you wearing that? And I was like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> um, but eventually, this, like, four, I want to say, like, 47-year-old white lady comes up. And just starts talking to me. I'm like, hi. And, and she won't leave me alone. Um, She's like, oh, my God. Hey, let me give you a hug. It's like, so why? I let her give me a hug. Well, you can't just push white ladies away. You go to jail. Oh, so, you know, I, I let her give me a hug. And I made sure I mentioned that I was married, like constantly. Of course. And she's like, "Oh, me too. Let oh, me let no. me take you to meet my husband." Yes. Then she is grabbed better. me by the hand to go meet her husband. And so she's like, "Oh, this is Christian, but here's blah blah blah." So I'm talking to the guy, <laughs> and then the woman just starts hugging me and hanging on me while we're talking to her husband. Mm-hmm. I felt uncomfortable. And I was like, "Ma'am, was, was husband he is right there. Was what, he what's hugging happening? and hanging on you? She's hugging and hanging on me. What about the husband? Her husband is sitting there all smiles. He's very happy to meet me. I'm kind of convinced that they were swingers. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. I'm like, at this point, I'm, I'm trying to get away. It's not working. She's hugging me tighter. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, uh, well, hey, it was very, really nice meeting you guys. I'm trying to run away. Yeah, um, of course. Eventually, I found a friend and I called his name and I ran away. Because I don't want those problems with my wife. Nope. Nope. I guess Heather wasn't there. She was not. Ah. You are fortunate. Bro, if Heather was there, the, oh the moment that woman hugged me, there would have been problems. Woman. That poor woman. There would have been problems. She would have got drop, drop kicked. I don't know what it is with, uh, you know, uh, mature white women in me. I don't know what it is, but it's a it's a recurring theme. Oh, I know. Have I talked about Wildwing Cafe? Are you talking about the explosive piece? Um, I don't want to tell the whole story. <laughs> I won't tell the whole story because uh, I don't want to tell on me. Ah. But long story short, this this older white lady overhears my conversation. Yes. And it ends with her picking her dress up in the middle of the bar. There's children in there. There are. It was kids. like 6 p.m. She picks it up so that I can see her underbridges. Yes. You can call them underbridges, yeah. I guess. And I was like, okay, oh my God, that's amazing, I guess. Then she put them down. She walked out. She did exactly that. Slowly. I was like, guys, what do I do? Do I follow her? I don't follow her, right? No one knew. No. The answer was no. No. No, 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 no. We were all entertained. I'm glad I could entertain you guys. We were very entertained. Let's get out of stuff that could potentially get me in a whole lot of trouble. Let's do that. Hey, you remember um, last week when we were talking about your face when you play video games? 
about your like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> you remember that? I do. Well, our buddy Danny listened to the podcast, and he sent me a little something that I think we should share with you. And uh, Big Sal, if you'll turn that over to, to Christian, I'd like I'd like him to take a look at that. <laughs> oh my god i got the sith hood on bro so we gotta we gotta give big props to danny for doing that because that was amazing so uh, i know you guys put that on twitter account. i know you guys can't see this but this is it is christian's face underneath a black robe with lightning hands and his big lips just shocking the shit out I of luke skywalker need, god dang it i also need that sent to my phone please. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, you will get one. We got to put this on our page or our Twitter feed or something because uh, it is amazing. Again, Danny, we love you, dude. Thank you. God dang it, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, shit. So how's your fantasy team doing, man? It's fucking terrible, man. Um, I yeah. started off doing really well, and uh, like most years, I start making poor decisions. Oh, wait, this is my life. We're talking about my fantasy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I started off doing pretty good, and then I don't know. I got a couple injuries. Cooper Cup is done. I just uh, I can't seem to get it together, man. I'm trying. Uh, I think if I make a like if I went out, uh, I should be okay. I'll make the playoffs and then probably just crumble. You gotta win out in well, one of my leagues. Yeah, my uh, my fantasy team was uh, kind of doomed from the start. Because my first pick was Le'Veon Bell. Oh, yeah. You're... Who decided he wasn't playing this season. That guy, I don't know. That's uh, impressive to turn down all that money. Although he could have done a lot with it. Fourteen and a half million dollars. He was like, nope, I want a bigger contract. That's that's discipline right there. I don't know. Um, however, I somehow managed to uh, make this work. I yep. was able to pick up James Conner. And yep. now my team is third in the league. Yep. Uh, all right. First in the division. And if we enter the playoffs right now, I'd have a bye. You would I have a bye. I feel like a boss. <laughs> I'm glad you guys let me pick up Jared Goff off waivers. That was amazing. Well, I already had two guys. I was good. I didn't need him. I looked at him a couple times. whole league of people making poor decisions, though, which is yeah. what I need. You know who else thinks they made poor decisions? The Girl Scouts of America. They think that the Boy Scouts of America have made a poor decision with their name, and I believe they're filing a lawsuit with them. Uh, have you heard about this? I heard about this, but I did zero research on it because I don't care about scouts. But I'm kind of curious over what the name was going to be and why they're mad about it. What's up? So the Girl Scouts are suing the Boy Scouts for dropping the name Boy from their name. Wait. What? Yes. yes. So you know the everybody's in hot water, right? Because yeah. we, we have to do away with genders. Yes, yeah, it's 2018. It's 2018. Um, quote, unquote, does not have a right under either federal or New York law to use terms like scouts or scouting by themselves in connection with services offered to girls or to rebrand itself as, quote, unquote, the scouts. Such misconduct will not only cause confusion among the public, damage the goodwill of the Girl Scouts of America and the Girl Scouts trademarks, and erode its core brand identity. But it will also marginalize the Girl Scouts movement by causing the public to believe that the Girl Scouts of America Extraordinary Successful Services are not true or official scouting programs, but niche services with limited utility and appeal. You just going to read us legalese right now? Parents interested in signing up for Girl Scouts problems have instead mistakenly signed up for the new girls programs offered by the Boy Scouts of America. So they're worried that new, uh, what do you call it? 
potential potentials are signing up for the scouts instead of the Girl Scouts because they just go look up scouts and they see Girl Scout activities and they're like, oh, this is offered, this must be this. So the Girl Scouts are suing the scouts, formerly the Boy Scouts, who women forced for them to also <laughs> include women in. They're essentially suing them because people can't read. Are we confused yet? This is, I, this is, I, this is a very confusing to talk about. This is so stupid. The whole thing is dumb. 2018 is garbage. It is shitty, isn't it? Quick, off the top of your head, name one good thing in 2018. Go. Uh, Hey, they did lock that fucker away. Or at least he got in trouble. Harvey Weinstein. Ah, Oh, and Cosby. And Cosby. That's true. My one good thing about 2018, which Justin won't let me talk about on a podcast, is uh, hip-hop has been astoundingly good this year. Ah. There are very good albums by a myriad artists this year. Very good. Hey, I'm not going to get into it, though, bro. I'm not suppressing him. <laughs> He's a liar. <laughs> They'll come after me. He's oppressing me. <laughs> oh, damn it. So, yeah. Oh, Can't even talk shit. about it. Should I talk about what my wife made me do Friday night? What did she make you do? She made me go to a timeshare presentation. That sounds awesome. Let's hear more about it. I have been complaining about this for two weeks. (laughs) She insisted upon it because she said that we would get a heavily discounted vacation. Now, according to what I saw while I was there, we're going to get this, but there's there's still more hoops to jump through. Um, Hold on. Let me get to my timeshare notes. Oh, he's got timeshare notes, y'all. Uh, I do, if I can find them. I remember at Russo's when I used to work there, they had uh, a meeting there. They were trying to... And it's a hard sell. It's bullshit. And I like that they have... Um, there's a guy in Houston now, I think, that does um, his services. His whole business is getting you out of timeshares. That's how shitty they are. They're, yes, listen. So she's like, we're going to this I'm like, Heather, you know their entire business is created just to get people out of timeshares? She's like, well, we're not going to get it. And I was like... All right. Okay. Don't come in with no bullshit. Yeah. So yeah. I oh, went in there. Sounds good. And it's supposed to be a 90 minute presentation. Uh, at minute 25 of sitting in the lobby, we had still not been seen by anyone. So the anger was already up. Luckily, I had trusty mini bottles of Jack Daniels inside my jacket. <laughs> uh, so we go in. We go in, and we're supposed to be seen by a salesman. We're not. They just take us to the room with their presentation shit. Then the woman come the woman who runs the presentation comes in, she's like, Oh, why what are you guys doing in here so early? And I was like, Well, you're not properly staffed, so there was no one to see us. <laughs> so we're just sitting here doing nothing until the presentation starts. Don't worry, I'm timing it though. After ninety minutes, I want my shit. Yeah. And she's like, Well, the timer doesn't start till I start the presentation. I was like, Bullshit. Uh, then I'm leading right now. So I stick I stick headphones in, presentation finally starts, we watch that shit. They try to hard sell us. Um, they find some asshole, I guess, who had who worked the earlier presentation. He comes up to us. He's like, oh, hey, guys, how you doing? I was like, I went out to reach it and shake his hand. I was like, wait. I pulled another mini bottle of Jack Daniels out, and then I chugged it right in front of him. And I was like, oh, hey, man, what's going on? We're not buying your shit. <laughs> um, now, I thought there was going to be a super hard sell. He takes us out. We look at some screens that have all these vacation destinations on right, there. Right, of course. Uh, I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. She's like, He's like, don't you think... People deserve vacations. And I was like, no, people deserve the shit they can pay for. Yes. He's like, oh. So we go sit at a table for like two minutes. And, <laughs> and we talk about our favorite. He was kind, the closer. Our favorite kinds of liquors. Yeah. And he's like, 
Okay, we're done. He knew. He, he knew. He just wasted his time. So He's wasting his later. time. Yeah. We got our travel dude. vouchers. We're going to Vegas next year. Did he ask you what uh, you did? We started. At any time? Oh, I told him, listen, because he's like, oh, I was seeing Look another fucker. family before you guys. And I was like, well, did you close them? And he was like, well, you know, I, they just took advantage of an opportunity. I was like, if you don't get the fuck out of listen, I'm in sales too. Did you close or not? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I did. So. All right. So then I already know he's, he's busted. Then you don't need for, me. Yeah. He's busted his nut for the yeah. night. I'm like, all right. No, I don't so feel bad. We're not doing this. Even though I started 25 minutes late, still got out of there, out of there under 90 minutes. Nice. That's yeah. not bad. It works. That's not bad. And you get what? Uh, I get to go to Vegas for what two days, three nights, and it's gonna cost me about 150 bucks. <laughs> That's airfare and lodging. Well, you know, until you get out on that casino floor, and then it's a whole different ball. I'm probably ball gonna game. go during Evo and just play video games. My that, wife's be that would be way. <laughs> that, that would be the way to go. But she made me go to a timeshare presentation, so she gets what she gets. I'm excited. You let me know when we're going, and I'll go with you. All right. All right. Speaking of Vegas, ah. Uh, I wish someone had told me how not to be or how to come come off of a hangover while I was in Vegas. Um, so I've devised a step by step plan, at least to how I get off or get over a hangover. And it goes like this: First of all, get your sleep. That's number. That's numero uno. Yes. Get your sleep. When you wake up, immediately if you have any light sensitivity or head trauma. <laughs> Take take your Advil, take your aspirin. If your doctor recommends, I don't know if they do or not. Put on some shades. That's right. Put your shades on. Close your curtains, and then make sure that you have and you have to do this the night before. And I know that's hard to do. An ice cold Topo Chico in your fridge. Use that. Wash down your aspirins. Get them down. After you take that, strip down. Get in your shower. Lay down if you can, um, and make that water as hot as possible. Super hot. As hot as you can take it. Steam. There has to be steam. If there's not steam, you're doing it wrong. Drink your drink your ice cold topo. Finish it off in the shower while it's steaming up. Then take a washcloth, drape it over your face. Make sure it covers your eyes and your nose. Let that steamy water get all up in that washcloth and breathe it in through your nose. Um, make sure it covers your eyes. Uh, do this for as long as you can. And then when you're ready to get out, stand up, get right under the water. And turn it completely off hot. Make that fucker as cold as it can get. As cold as you can stand it for just a couple seconds. I know this sounds shitty. Trust me, it works. As cold as you can get it. It might be two, three seconds tops. Just take it and then shut it off. Get out, get dressed, put your sunglasses back on. And then go turn something on the TV that you need. Uh, Something on the TV, low volume. Maybe something you've seen before. Like a lot of you guys watch The Office. Go put The Office on. Something you've watched a whole bunch of times. And then get on your phone and order the greasiest Mexican food who will deliver it to your house that you can find on your phone. Yes. If you can get menudo, get it. If you can get caldo de res, I highly recommend it. That's number one. Eat that. The caldo. Caldo de res. It brings life back. Eat that and then try and take a siesta if you can. If after that you are still suffering from hangover symptoms, usually repeat it one more time. Get an aspirin, and then maybe take one more shower. If you have to take one more shower, then it's time to bring out the big guns and go get the coldest beer you can find. At this point, there's no coming back. No. Yeah, commit. Go go get another beer. You're just going to be drunk for the weekend at this and, point. And commit to the process and just get drunk again. Yep. And uh, continue this last step until you can no longer feel and you fall asleep again. And then take Thrive Plus or something. 
<laughs> Presumably, you would take Thrive Plus the night that you were drinking, so you didn't have to go through all that. Uh, the problem get... I have with Thrive Plus is that I'm not going to remember to take it. See, I would remember. The problem I have with Thrive Plus, I can't talk about. It's a wonderful product, and we're going to get them to pay us at some point. That's what I want. Hey. Alcohol's in our name. Hey, we are well into this show. We are into this now, show. Now, normally is the time I'd say, man, I got a lot of shit to get to. But you don't. But the lie detector <laughs> said that was a lie. I want to give a uh, rip to Des Bryant, Achilles tendon. Ah, uh, Des. Uh, what, second practice with the Saints? He was, he's going to get to play on the best team he's ever been on. Yep. And his Achilles said, nah, son. Nah, not snapped. today, dog. It snapped. I feel for him. Good news. If the Saints win a ring, he gets a ring. I hope he does. I just I wish he got it in a better way than that. Me too, man. That sucks. Throwing up the X for days. It is tough to be away from football that long, Le'Veon Bell. Yep, he's good. It's tough. There's there's no simulating the real thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotta talk about this. I gotta talk about this. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right. Where are you at? We're gonna take you to uh, Mississippi. Okay. A uh, man crashes pickup truck into Mississippi courthouse uh-huh. to tell authorities his drug paraphernalia was stolen. Um, that's he, not how you do that. He really needed them to know. <laughs> Here is the problem that I have with this. He did it to tell them that his paraphernalia was stolen, not the drugs. The drugs could have been worth thousands of dollars. What is your paraphernalia? What are you taking? A couple pipes and a bomb? It has grinder. Oh, there he is. His keef box? That's a very Maybe small he had truck. a whole bunch of keef in his keef box and his grinder. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was a really nice box. But I don't know why he's like performing jihad against the courthouse to Maybe tell people that. That was his daddy's box. His paraphernalia. And his grandfather's <laughs> box. And that box has been passed down. Holy shit. And you that think, was wrong. You think it was opium? Never mind. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of old ass drugs, <laughs> but it's tough because OPM's like, got a long history. Our, our grands or great grands had cocaine in their damn Coca Cola. Yeah, they, so, <laughs> this is the best shit ever. Oh man, what's this guy's name? Keith Cavalier. That's Cavalier, amazing. if you want to be fancy. His last name's a shitty car. Drug paraphernalia. That's Can you awesome. imagine? Like, think about your friend breaks your... Oh, your, we got video. He breaks your favorite oh, bomb. Oh, wow. And he he won't pay you back, so you just crash your car into his house. <laughs> God dang it. Uh, that was the best way he could think to uh, to get somebody to notice, Yeah, I if guess. that's the best he could think, he doesn't need drugs or paraphernalia. Nope. No, he doesn't. Hey, I got a nattyism. Is it going to be good? This week's nattyism is natapult. <laughs> Natapult is the act of launching a natty light for the purpose of eliminating time spent walking or tossing spent walking or tossing a natty light to your buddy on the couch. What's a man to do when he's out of beer and too busy closing the deal to be bothered? Someone Natapult that guy a cold one, would ya? Natapult. And that's your week's nattyism. I'm sorry, when you say closing the deal, what do you mean? You know what he's doing. He's what, closing the deal. Was he and not like your time? Was he closing guy. a big sale? No. Oh, we're drinking Natty Light, Christian. Am I to assume that if boop boop, <laughs> boop, boop. if Natty Light is being consumed, that everybody there is DTF? Giant sex party. Nah. See, have you been to a giant sex party? The beavers before? are just bigger. 
Well, <laughs> I, all right, eject. I'm ejecting. This. I'm ejecting. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Let me see if I heard any uh, other dumb shit. He has dumb shit. Um. Oh, I definitely have. I definitely have. So there was a group of Wisconsin teenagers. I want to say they were high school seniors. Then they were all posing for a pre-prom picture. Oh, nice. Uh, and apparently they all decided to do the Sig Heil. Oh, no, I did see this. Signal during the photo. And when I first read this, I was like, uh, Why people know? Donald Glover, this is America, right? And I was like, whatever. This dumb shit happens all the time. I'm not getting into it. Until I heard the photographer's excuse. Wait, the photographer? The photographer who took the picture. His ex- He said... They paid me money. They weren't doing Sig Heil. They were all raising their arms in the air to wave at their parents. Oh, that's And I was like, nigga, you get the fuck out of here. You're lying. That's what Everybody knew what they were doing. Even the people who didn't do Sig Heil did other um, <laughs> Nazi-ass dog whistling if, if signals. If you're the photographer... And that's the best you can do. The best you should have done was say nothing at nothing. all. The best you the best you do is change your name and pretend like that shit never happened. Yep. He said they were saying, how do people in Wisconsin wave? Actually, I deleted that photo. I don't know how they got that. Jesus Christ. Wow. They were waving at their parents. Hey, man, you waving went to prom. At their parents. Was there ever a point when you wanted to take a picture with 20 other dudes and wave bye to your parents? I did not You're go to prom. You're going back home after that. You're not even <laughs> out of school. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Shit. Morons. Uh, I kind of want to say this guy's name. I want to say his name because I want him to be shamed. Shame him. Um, Shame him. I gotta find it. Christian, Ah, shame him. His name is Pete Gust, like gust of wind. Gust of wind. And the name of his fucking photography business is Wheel Memories. Wheel? Again, that's Pete Gust. Wheel, yeah, like, like a wagon wheel. Wheel Memories. Wagon wheel. No one should patronize this guy. Nope. Wheel. If for nothing else than his terrible... Asinine excuse. Wheel Memories. That's terrible. That's not a good name. It's a terrible name. It's not name. a good name for a company. Ugh. I'm mad at him for that name. I don't even care about There's the rest so of There's so many reasons to be mad at this guy. And at some point, we're going to talk about the mentality about groups of people doing shit that they know is stupid. You know who did some stupid shit? The New York Jets. By losing to the Buffalo Bills. You remember the score to that game? Do you know who else did some stupid shit? Yeah, it was like, what, 41 to the 8 or something Ugh. like that? So, Christopher Grayshock, a 57-year-old man from West Milford, New Jersey, was arrested after rear-ending a car and injuring two people on Sunday. Yes. It was reported that police arrived to the scene of the accident and had taken place around 5.15. A Grayshock was, quote-unquote, staggering and swaying nearly falling into traffic, and unable to stand up straight. He had liquid stains on his pants, and officers could smell liquor on his breath. Hey, do you think those stains were liquor or... <laughs> hey, take a drink. Hey, is that where Grayshot came from? Hey, that you too, Mom. If you're listening to this, you better be drinking when I say hey. That's right, That's Mimi. the rules. So they administered a field sobriety test. 
Also, if that ever happens to you guys, don't do it. Don't don't do, do it. any of the tests they tell you to do. Don't just go to jail. Just go to jail. Trust call me. your attorney. You'll get bail. <coughs> so they administered the field sobriety test. Guess what happened? I would imagine that he did not pass that failure. After he fails the test, he gave the officers his reason for being drunk. So, Mr. Grayshock, I drank too much because the Jets suck. <laughs> Grayshock was charged with assault by auto, driving while intoxicated, reckless driving, having an open container of alcohol in a motor vehicle, possession of marijuana, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Oh, he stole it from the guy <laughs> in Mississippi. He stole it. He stole it. <laughs> Which means that the Jets played so bad, they got a courthouse in Mississippi vandalized Yep, and sent another person to jail. Yep. The moral of the story is, the better your football team is, the safer your community is. That's correct. This is Texas, bro. This is, like, even high school football is gospel here. <laughs> when teams are good, the community is safer. Yes. Even high school teams. I'm not even kidding. Look oh, I up. believe that for sure. Because we know how big high school uh, football is in Texas. We have million-dollar stadiums here. I know. And people bitch about them, but damn it, they're actually saving you money. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we do story time? I don't know. I'm going to come up with something here real quick. What do you got? Okay. So, story time. And this week, we're going to do um, one of my dad's favorite when he was growing up. Um, what would you say would be the preferred drink of this show, Christian? If the show had a power animal or a, well, we say that every time, but. Now, am I going to name, am I naming a brand or just a no, type of liquor? Just a type of liquor. It would probably be bourbon. It would be bourbon. What you'll, you got there? Big stuff. You'll pass that down. I got this special for us in this story time. Oh, this is, should I say what it is? Yeah, why not? This is Wild Turkey 101. That's right, baby. This is not preferred by my wife. But no, none of the ch- none she's of, not in charge of me right now. When none she of can't the hear women what I'm saying. want us drinking that. So, wild turkey. And in 1940, Austin Nichols and Company and executive Thomas Markey McCarthy, excuse me, brought a jug of undiluted, high proof bourbon to share with his buddies during their, get you guessed it, annual turkey shoot. And. His friends, and they got down and had a great weekend. His friends liked the stuff so much that they asked him to bring, hey, bring that wild turkey stuff we had from last year. Hey, hey, hey drink, because I just drank some hey. of this wild turkey, and I'm, I'm feeling it. So I want you to fill my thing. It's pretty good. Big Sal's going to drink some Topo. Yeah, all right, so take your drinks. All right, so real quick, real quick. Yep, yep, hey, yep. hey, yeah, one more time. One more time. Catch up to me. <laughs> hey, Big Sal's taking this too seriously. You might have to have um, another engineer up here. So they said, hey, bring that wild turkey stuff. And McCarthy, a New York businessman with a background in marketing, was like, hmm, there might be a man here besides his, uh, you know, his drunk hunting buddies. And thus, the brand was launched in 1952. And we have wild turkey. Now, here is where there's a little, it gets a little gray. Uh, they like to claim that their inheritance comes from way back when. So there's a claim that in 1869, the Ripey Bros went home to Kentucky post-Civil War and opened a distillery there, and supposedly this was opened on Wild Turkey Hill, where they flourished for about 50 years. Now, they never branded it. They, It was said they, they sold straight to wholesalers. So the wholesalers would then just 
put a brand where they just... Stick a brand on there. Yeah, exactly. In 1893, they represented the entire state of Kentucky at the World's Fair in Chicago. Mm. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a lot of good liquor in Kentucky. Um, and then Prohibition happens, right? Uh, thereby increasing the alcohol intake of the entire nation. Hey! Right, right. Commercially, things go downhill, though, because you can't be out in the open. Nope. So fast forward, Austin and Nichols Company <laughs> buys them out, and the wild turkey name is born. Um, the turkey hasn't changed much over the years. In fact, kind of cool, it appears largest and proudest on, what do we have here? The 101 proof, as you can see. Turkey That's, is very that is large. A big ass turkey. That's a big bird, dog. And coincidentally, he looks almost shameful on their 60 proof honey bourbon. Huh. The bird is literally like hiding on the neck. That's how he should look on 60 I proof agree. honey bourbon. Because that shit's gross. It is. I don't know how people drink that. But if you do drink that, this A is hey. for you. Wild Turkey was also. I feel like the godfather of this podcast. Hunter S. Thompson. It was his go-to drink. And anytime you hear about Hunter S. Thompson drinking iced tea, it was not. It was always wild turkey. I feel like you have a man crush on Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, of course I do. We're I'm gonna, not mad at you, though. We're going to get into this next week. Yes. Oh, what a man. Look at those aviator classes, bro. <laughs> uh, there was a thing also that I read about. Someone said at one point that Ben Franklin thought that the uh, turkey should be... The bird of the United States. Yeah. It's not true. Oh, we'll talk about it next common week, Common misconception. Yes, very common misconception. But we'll talk about that next week. All right, all right. So that's, that's story time. All right, so I'm going to give my story time. It's not booze-related. It's work-related. Oh. But not my current job because I'm not a dummy. Hey. Now, like three or four jobs ago, I worked in a penitentiary. Uh, it was in Texas. A place of corrections? Yes. Ah. I know both of those people that you just pulled up. Anyway, so, so, listen, so listen. I worked at... No, I can't give those details. No. Nope. Anyway, I worked at a unit to where people were going to go get on what they call the chain bus. Chain because bus. the convicts are chained and they are transported from one unit to another secure facility. Right. Um, so, anyway. So, their convicts are lining up to go to this. And I see this guy. And he's wiggling. He's wiggling hard. I'm like, is this dude doing like some Michael Jackson thriller stuff in the hallway? Like, what? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. He's wiggling. Then his legs start wiggling. Wait, wait, then wait, his, wait, 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 wait. Are you, hey. talk, are you talking about the one where he got his underwear off from underneath his shit? And I mean, if you just wanted to step on the story. Well, I mean, you said that on the podcast last week, Christian. Did I? Yes. Man, people should be less drunk. Than they do this <laughs> should I pivot to a new one? I mean, if you've got something handy, I would. Bro, Otherwise. I've got so many. <laughs> so check it out. All right. So anyway, that guy pivoted, got his he got his panty drawers diaper off. Uh, you know, he got on the chain bus. But the later that night, they called me into the secure wing of the unit. They're like, hey, you were to watch this convict. Make sure he doesn't dispose of any paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. Hey, hey, drink, everybody, because that is the word of the day. So we stuck him in a single-person shower. He's in there. All right. He's been searched. He's been strip-searched. He goes in the shower. Do you put your fingers in his anus? 
No, security personnel is not allowed to search any cavities. I want to know who puts the fingers in the anus. It has to be medical personnel. Thank God. Was that done? It was not done. Well, why not? Uh, at this at this time, it was not necessary. Okay. Because I'm watching him in the shower, and he squats down. And I'm like, this is odd. Why he do that? The shower is like like three by three by eight. Very small. He squats down. So I'm like, hey, hey, get over here. We pull him out. We slap cuffs on him. We pull him out. He had, um, what's the word I should use? Now, fuck that. He had pooped out what looked like a sock. There was a charger and a cell phone inside of it. That's impressive. Yes. That is considered dangerous contraband. And it is. But I, I didn't care about that. I just watched the man poop out a sock with a charger and a cell phone in it. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you have a nickname for that it's guy not afterwards? amazing. I didn't have... No. Dude, I was jaded. Um, Pooparola? <laughs> Pooparola. <laughs> I got my poop go phone. APMP? Yeah, he did that. He did that. It was gross. It was Damn. Gross. I don't know, man. But yeah, that's prison story for this week. God damn. Uh, I'm going to do the McAfee Tweet of the Week. McAfee Tweet of the Week! People make fun of my stomach. Here's my regimen. Booze, cigarettes, zero exercise, and experimental recreational research chemicals. I can skate by on this regimen because I am 73. And most people label the stomach as meaningless compared to the miracle that I'm still alive. And that's been a, a McAfee Tweet of the Week. McAfee Tweet of the Week! John McAfee is 73 years old? Yeah, dude, you didn't know that? How, how is he still alive? <laughs> they make decisions like we make, but we're broke. Yes. I mean, we're not broke, but we don't have McAfee money. Yeah, I, I, I need to find out how many heart attacks he's had. I gotta see if he's... he's I, pre, I, I probably have him on that. You think he's had... I don't know that he's had any. I don't know if he has either. But that guy seems like a hoss. I'm going to have to research this. And he got a black wife, bro? Yeah, dude. They make you live longer. You didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. They do? It's that fried chicken. It's not that. It's probably not. It's not. It, it can't be quantified. Watermelon? It's not menthols. I know yeah, that. Menthols suck. Shit out. Why can't I just say whatever I want on my podcast? It's 28. <laughs> you got tips for living? I do. I do have tips for living. Uh, they're kind of unconventional. Okay. But I'm going to go ahead and get It's 2018. These, this is a very 2018 tips for living segment. And it goes, if you decide to enter into a non-traditional and or non-monogamous relationship with your partner, there are several things that you need to do. First, do your research do your research on how this usually works out. There's enough data out there by now. Don't make a fool out of yourself. Two, if you have to use manipulation or any kind of abuse, <laughs> don't fucking do it. Because that means that your partner's not really consenting to this. You're manipulating them into doing it. That's, that's not healthy. There can be non-monogamous healthy relationships, but that's not the way to do it. There are. In fact, there was a... Man, I was reading about an article last week about um, 
these people that would do it was the two chicks and the one dude. Mm-hmm. That's what I do, man. Two chicks. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> if you had a million dollars, that's right, dude. Two chicks at the same time. I always wanted to do that. I would never be in a relationship with two women at once. No, but they they uh, they were talking about polygamy, and that was one of the things they said. They actually they both grew from it. Um, and they were all better off in the long run because they learned a lot about each other. They don't do it now, but they did it for a couple years, which is kind of cool. So the last thing I was going to say is... Sorry. Be prepared for the results. Don't go to your fiancé, your wife, and say, you know what? I would like for our relationship to be polyamorous, which means they bang whoever they want, but they're still in a relationship together. I don't know. If, uh, don't, I don't think that works. Be eh, It worked for some people. But I just read a story about some asshole who pressured his fiance into doing this. And then after about six months, her body count was 42 and his was two. Oh, no, bro. He didn't take that very well. He tried to set additional rules. Yeah. He was yeah. Like, don't you can't. No. You gotta set the rules at the beginning, and those are the rules. Yep. Don't get out shy and then be like, "Oh, I don't like this anymore." I think we're gonna need some amendments. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> this ain't the Constitution, son. You gotta work with what you with what you wrought. Yep. Also, you should have it if you are going to amend it. You're gonna have to have majority, and uh, you're probably not gonna win. I that mean, one, there's buddy. only two people, bro. Like yeah, only two people have do. votes. <laughs> At least, at least if you're doing a uh, if you're doing polygamy and you got three people, you might be able to get two out of three. All right, let's, let's get us out of this show, Justin, before the computer blows up. All right, well, I don't want the computer to blow up, and I also don't want past blue blue ribbon to blow up. Uh, PBR is suing Miller Coors, um, the strangely sweet, slightly metallic, golden swills days could be numbered. Um, PBR is brewed and packaged and shipped by Miller Coors along with Old Milwaukee, The Beast, Lone Star, etc. And Coors is seeking to end the partnership and PBR is seeking $400 million in damages. So under the current agreement, and this goes from uh, the contract is from 1999 through 2020 and it can be renewed um, for two possible extensions. And how these extensions might happen is where the company's are in argument and Miller Coors who have been seen sales decline over the past couple of years. Um, and it's probably because of the craft beer explosion, right? We've all seen it happen. Everybody's drinking fancy craft beer, like left hand milk stout or whatever Delicious. you got. I don't, I don't buy a lot of PBR anymore. I'm going to be real honest, but, uh, Miller thinks that they can determine based on their capacity, whether or not the partnership can, can continue. Pabst, however, believes that the two need to find a solution together and if Paps wants to continue the agreement. So, per Paps, Miller Coors will only agree to an extension if Paps pays $45 a barrel. Now... What is this, oil? Yeah. Now, to me, $45 a barrel, if you're doing wholesale or however they're doing this, that sounds like a lot because I know how much how much oil goes per barrel. Uh, so $45 a barrel pass, which currently needs four to four and a half million barrels per year. And they call that a commercially, commercially devastating and near triple price increase. 
and that would give Miller and Coors a stronger hold over the cheap beer sector. Uh, so it sounds like they're trying to maybe increase price. They want out of the, the shitty deal and push Pabst out. And they're probably going to come up with their own shitty cheap beer. There's only a limited amount of time I'll allow myself to even listen to or talk about fucking PBR. <laughs> I've seen PBR in two bars out of the 100 bars I've been to in the last three years. I don't I, I don't know how they think they're worth $400 million. I don't know. I haven't done the research. It's not the point. Fuck. You signed a contract, right? I mean, I guess, man, I don't want to get in the finer points of PBR's contracts because it's PBR. Any asshole in their garage can make that beer. You can make that beer. Fuck PBR. We're going in the business. Dude, I've made way better beer than PBR. I know. (laughs) But it's a staple. I'm done, bro. I'm ready to get out of here. Where's that wild turkey? It's time to get fucked up. No. That's Sorry, right. Big Sal. I was probably pretty loud. Oh, look at that nasty-ass clip. That'd be great. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Fuck the 18th. We'll see you next week. Hey. Hey. Hey, man. Have you... You, you, you get those um, H-E-B shredded cheese bags, right? I don't go to the store. I don't barely know what's in my refrigerator. You know that H-E-B produces bags of shredded cheese, right? I suppose that I Asshole. do. Asshole. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, I don't know how much your cheese consumption has gone up or down, but I feel like in the last year or two, they have, they've, someone has cheaped out and they've gone to like a new supplier of cheese bag, specifically the contract with like the Ziploc part, because these cheese bags are becoming more difficult to open. Have you noticed this? I don't typically open cheese bags, so I'm going to have to take your word for it. Not a cheese bag opening guy, huh? No. I've been having to use knives to open these fucking bags lately. How dare they? I'm pissed. It's supposed to be an easy open and shut. Now I have to go get another Ziploc because it's torn. And I have to put cheese into a Ziploc and I have to label it. Do you think this is costing you more or less money than just buying a different cheese from H-E-B? No, no, no. It's all the cheeses. All the cheeses? It doesn't matter what kind of cheese it is. It's just the bag that it comes in. I so it like. doesn't matter what brand it is. It's just all... Well, also, I don't go to the store to do the shopping. I'm just telling you what comes... This, this is what I'm saying. Oh. I don't I do not do the shopping, nor do I open the cheeses. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I'm pretty sure I'm going to make a brisket or I'm going to make a piglet. I'm not sharing that piglet with those fucking people. That's why... We'll talk about this later. I don't want to share it with a bunch of people either, though. How many people are coming to this thing? What, Frick? I don't know. You think I'm in charge of the guest list? Uh, no. The only thing I can do is say who's not coming. <laughs> this person's definitely not allowed here. They're not eating my food. God damn it. We could just do Taco Tower again. We... Have we talked about that on this show yet? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have done Taco Tower. Did we pump? Never mind. we got to start the uh, show at know, some point, bro. We've been talking about bullshit for five minutes. You know what? I was going through and I found an old, old episode where it was just terrible, terrible audio. And that was Taco Tower. So we can always bring Taco Tower back. I thought, can we not ever bring it back and start the show at some point?